Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I'd like to welcome you to this NBA podcast of six games here on Sunday, May the 9th. Happy Mother's Day to my mom over there in my old stomping grounds in Western PA and uh, to all the, the moms out there uh, that are listeners. Happy Mother's Day to you. Special uh, Mother's Day shout out to, to Deb and all of our other uh, moms that are part of the Coach Talk family. So a uh, big uh, thank you for being part of what we're doing. And I hope you have a tremendous day. And I hope we uh, can line up a bunch of winners for you to uh, celebrate in the right way uh, in the DFS, DFS winning mode for sure. So I uh, hope everyone has a great one. Uh, we're going to work on the six-game NBA main slate that is all this evening. It's at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time, and uh, we'll go through game by game like we normally do. But what I want to do is start out with one quick thing here because I think it's very important that uh, you know we've got the final week of the NBA regular season. How crazy is that? It's already here. So Starting tomorrow, it will go through until next Sunday, and then we'll be jumping into the playoffs after that. So uh, what I'd like to take a look at real quickly here, because it's going to be important today and throughout this entire final week of the NBA, and that's the standings and who's looking uh, to really play for something this week, who's already packed it in, you know, who's in between, because that's going to make a big difference. We know that uh, it gets crazy, uh, especially close to lock time with all of the scratches and people sitting and it, it just it gets nuts. But uh, let's get a little edge on it on the, the front end so that uh, we can remember as we work on on these uh, building these lineups each day. So in the east, we already have Philly with a three game lead. So they're they should be solid. Uh, Brooklyn is is second. Milwaukee's third. Uh the only thing that can flip-flop is second and third. I don't think either one of those teams really cares one way or the other. So those three teams are locked in. Expect them to rest some guys. Where it gets a little sticky here is the Knicks are fourth, and they're a half a game ahead of Atlanta, who's a half a game ahead of the Heat. So they're all jockeying for position because they want to stay out of that play-in tournament. So being in the top six is now the most important thing. But the Heat are not, none of those teams are locked into those spots because right behind them at seventh is Boston, one game behind. So, you know, Knicks, Atlanta, Miami, Boston are going to be playing for something, no doubt about it. As far as the, the other three teams, they're pretty much locked in. Um, the Hornets, Wizards, and Pacers, they're going to be eighth, ninth, and tenth, it looks like. Uh, the Bulls have dropped a little bit too far behind. They'd have to win out and have a couple of these teams go winless. So, you know, I'm not convinced that Charlotte, the Wizards and Pacers uh, are really going to be uh, dialing it up because they're going to be in that playing game. Yes, you know, you want to be a higher seed in that, but uh, it should be a little bit more uh, of a, you know, a, a known fact that they're going to get in. So I don't think they'll push their guys. And then, of course, the teams that have been eliminated, if you will, not officially, but the Bulls, 
uh, and Raptors, and then the ones that have, have officially been is the Magic, Cavaliers, and Pistons. So God only knows with those teams who they're going to roll out there, and we know it gets very crazy. Um, in the West, it's a little bit different. We have Utah and Phoenix grappling for that number one seed, uh, and that that definitely carries some importance to it. Phoenix is currently a game and a half behind Utah, uh, but certainly that can change this week. The Clippers are, are in pretty good shape in third. Uh, Denver is uh, in pretty good shape in fourth, so we're not expecting a lot to, of movement there. Uh, where it gets a little bit uh, difficult, the Mavericks are fifth, and they are a half a game ahead of Portland and two games ahead of the Lakers. And as we all know, everybody wants to avoid that that play-in. So the Mavericks need to win a game or two uh, to to clinch uh, not having to play in that play-in tournament. And I think once they do that, they'll they'll definitely rest some players towards the end of the week. Um, Portland, on the other hand, you know they're right on that bumper with uh, Lakers trying to knock them back into the playoff uh, tournament. So I think Portland's going to be playing hard. Uh, the Lakers are, of course, going to try to win some games and catch Portland to get out of the play-in tournament. So even though they're all banged up and guys sitting, I think they're going to give a strong effort. Uh, 8, 9, 10 is similar to the East. We have the Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs. They're all looking pretty solid. Uh, the only two teams with a very, very outside chance uh, to catch the Spurs, they're not going to catch the Grizz, uh, you know, Lakers, Warriors, and Grizz are in that play-in tournament uh, unless Portland bumps the Lakers up and Portland down. But, uh, you know, the, the teams that have an outside chance, like I say, are the New Orleans Pelicans, who are two games behind the last spot, which is the Spurs, and the Sacramento Kings that are three games behind. So going to be a very, very tough chore for them to catch uh, anybody, especially the Pelicans with all their guys out. And, uh, and Sacramento doesn't carry uh, the tiebreaker against the Spurs uh, either. So it's, you know, I would say you got to watch these Warriors, Grizzly Spurs uh, uh, teams because uh, the Pelicans and Kings, if they make a move at them, they're going to have to play guys down the stretch to clinch their spot. But if it opens up by another game or two, they are also rest candidates down the stretch. And then you know, the crazy wild card teams that have been eliminated are the Thunder, Timberwolves, and and Rockets. And we know that, you know, that's going to be an interesting week for those guys as they basically sit the majority of their uh, rosters here. So just wanted to give a little insight to that because that definitely makes a difference. Uh, this final week of the season, there's a lot of money to be made. It's not easy by any stretch. It, I mean, it is it is not an easy situation um, because there's so many moving parts to it. But if you're looking at who's going to sit guys and who's going to play guys, who needs to win and who doesn't, hopefully that gives you a little heads up uh, as we dive into these games. So um, first of all, I'd, thank, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. You can go there and sign up with the promo code COACHTALK all one word, no space, and you will get um, <clears throat> a, if you sign up with them for the first time and deposit up to 149, you get a free one month membership with Coach Talk. That's one thing. 
and use the Coach Talk uh, promo. They'll give you uh, upgraded uh, bonus when you sign up, all the way up to 100% of your first deposit. So uh, good folks there. Also, Super Draft and Monkey Knife Fight, uh, also sponsors of DFS Coach Talk. All right, let's get into the six main slate games. The first one is the Dallas Mavericks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have, uh, it's a 7 p.m. game. Dallas is favored by 10.5, over under 216. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Cleveland, island game for the Mavs. Um, As far as pace, definite concern here, 24th and 25th, respectively. Uh, Defense, not good, though, so it gives you some opportunities here. Dallas is 17th, Cleveland 27th. Uh, What we know of now, which is in the morning, so we'll keep track of this throughout the day, and, of course, the last 30 minutes before lock when it gets uh, haywire. Um, Kleba is questionable for the Mavericks. Porzingis, softy Porzingis, I mean, uh, Kristaps Porzingis is out again today. Uh, For Cleveland, Love is questionable, and Garland is out, which is definitely uh, a big blow for Cleveland. All right, I know Dallas wants to get after this one. They crushed Cleveland just uh, the day before yesterday, so they're now going to get to play them back-to-back, this time in Cleveland. Uh, But they did handle them easily. Cleveland certainly playing out the string. Um, I expect Dallas to go after it. Uh, They want to get their situation and their spot clinched as soon as possible so that – you know, they can get some rest for the guys this final uh, week of the season. Um, Luca in a game like this that's that slow, where it has the good uh, possibility of blowout, is just not the best payup option for me. Um, you know, you've got uh, the Mavs are 39 and 28, and their uh, projected lineup is Luca, Richardson, Hardaway, Finney Smith. And Cauley Stein, but they've been uh, flipping Cauley Stein and Powell back and forth, so that's sort of tough to to feel good about. The guy that's been on the upswing for Dallas, and he's a good value play, is Finney Smith. He gets big minutes. He's been playing much more confidently uh, in the last month, really, and he becomes now a a possible secondary type value play for me in this game. Um, we know Hardaway, when he gets hot, and he's been hot lately, he's a streak shooter. He can fill up the, the score sheet with points. Uh, not going to break the slate with, you know, the ancillary stats, but still, you know, an option. Uh, not comfortable going Jay Rich, Jalen Brunson, Burke. Those guys are all going to split minutes up. And uh, Jay Rich hasn't been finishing games um, they've actually been going more so with Brunson or even the rookie Josh Smith. So all that to be said, really, you know, to me, if you spend up for Luca, you know, how can you ever complain about that? I'm not going to on this particular slate today. Uh, the value play on the on the Dallas side to me is possibly Finney Smith or Hardaway. On the Cleveland side, you know, Colin Sexton is always a really good option because. He, he is ball dominant. They're, they're letting him play decent minutes. Um, he takes a lot of shots. 
And like I say, with, with Richardson and Brunson sort of splitting duty on him defensively, uh, it you know, it's it's not the perfect scenario. And the pace is slow. And Sexton's price is high, but he is a guy that can fill up the whole score sheet. I mean, he's going to score a lot of points. He gets uh, a nice amount of assists. He'll grab you some steals. So he's he's an option for me in this game. Um, you know, if it blows out, he'll he'll get some extra minutes, but he's not completely blowout proof. So little little bit of a concern there. Not crazy about this first game, um, but he is really the only option. Uh, you know that I think is is a strong option. Now, I went with Jared Allen the other day because the Mavericks have so much trouble against bigs, and he just he was very blasé. He just Allen, I don't know what it is. He, you know, everybody's so high on him and he'll throw in a, a 50 or 60 point fantasy game once in a while, but generally he just gets bounced around. He's, he's not great defensively. I mean, he'll get you a few blocks cause he's so long, but uh, you know, he's just okay. I'm not, I'm definitely not a big Jared Allen fan. You know, I'm still considering him, him for this uh, because you know, he, he had okay numbers, not great in the last game against Dallas. But, you know, if the ball bounces his way and they give him just a little bit extra run if it stays close, then there's a possibility. It's just I'm not confident in that play. Uh, it might be the GPP uh, center that I use. But, you know, not sure I can completely trust him in cash because uh, they are playing a lot of guys. They'll bring, you know, Dean Wade and all that that gang in off the bench. So a little shaky there. Uh, Cleveland, by the way, is 21 and 46. And their proposed lineup is Sexton, Okoro, Osman. Love who's questionable, so we don't know about that. And then Allen. All right, let's go on to game two. This game is exciting to me. I am fired up for this game. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves at 20 and 47 against the Orlando Magic at 21 and 46. You say, Coach, have you lost your mind? Why are you fired up for this game? These two teams are horrible. Well, they're not DFS horrible. This is a really good DFS game. In fact, it's my favorite on the slate. It's uh, You've got perfect situation here. Minnesota is favored by six and a half, not that much, but a road favorite for Minnesota is a little odd. So it's you know pretty close, close one. Island game for both teams. Love that. 229 total, biggest on the board. And then you've got the fourth and 19th fastest teams. Uh, Minnesota pushes the ball. Orlando's pushing the ball more now that they've been playing Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton. So their pace is even better. And then you got to love this 28th and 25th defensively. So, you know, there's going to be points scored. A lot of big dunks probably from Anthony Edwards and guys like that. Um, and then, you know, as far as who's out from uh, Minnesota, uh, McDaniels is out. So Vanderbilt's getting the start. Hernan Gomez gets some minutes off the bench uh, for him. Beasley remains out. So their projected lineup is Rubio, Russell, Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Towns. And, you know, Orlando uh, – now with Carter with a questionable tag, they'll probably go back to Bamba. You know, he's long and he can bother Towns, but he can't get out there to guard him at the three-point line. So 
Cat's in play at a big price, but he could, you know, this could be a four, five, uh, three uh, point made field goal game for him, along with the other uh, stats that he'll put in there. Um, D'Angelo Russell, he was ejected from the last game. So you think he's going to come back with a little bit more focus. He has been playing well uh, now that he's back with somewhat of a minutes cap now removed. So D'Angelo's in play. Anthony Edwards has been great. Um, you know, he's trying for a late push for a long shot rookie of the year. I think, you know, LaMelo still has that edge, but Edwards isn't out of it. He, if he, I think he wants to finish strong. Um, so a lot of opportunities for the Minnesota side. I, you know, I like Russell Edwards and Towns specifically. Um, and Vanderbilt as a value play is not a bad play. When he's in there, uh, you know, he, he's been doing well, and he had been really relocated uh, mostly to the bench, especially in crunch time uh, with McDaniels starting. But now that McDaniels is benched uh, because of injury, uh, Vanderbilt's got a chance. On the Orlando side, you know, this is very interesting as well because you've got a, a probable line of Anthony Harris, Bacon, Wagner, and Carter. However, Carter's questionable. Uh, we know that MCW, Okiki, Ennis, Porter, and Ross are all still out. And on uh, the uh, other side of the ball, um, you know, you've got, uh, like I said, Beasley and McDaniels out. So a lot of guys still out for Orlando. What we've seen is a, a couple of guys that I want to mention that are all considering, you know, I'm considering playing today. I think Cole Anthony's playing well. Uh, and he's getting extra run. You know, they're trying to get the younger guys uh, extra run. RJ Hampton's starting to turn into a really good basketball player. I think he's going to be a starter next year. They're going to get him extra minutes. Um, Mo Wagner's gotten decent run. He's playing. He's uh, been starting at the four and then backing up Bomb at the five if Carter's out. So Wagner is is a possibility. Uh, and then Bamba, you know, he's had a couple of 50 burgers uh, as a starter. So, um, you know, the key factor there is if Carter plays, you know, that really takes probably Wagner and Bamba out of my pool. If Carter sits, uh, they both have the opportunity uh, to make my lineup. And then one other guy uh, I want to mention, Brzegas, he's been getting 30 minutes a game off the bench. He is Iggy is a guy that uh, you know we were high on when we saw him in the summer league a couple years back. He was on the Knicks uh, roster and played in their uh, G League team and led them in scoring. He was a G League MVP and then uh, you know was was eventually waived and picked up by Orlando. And I think they want to give him a, a good you know thirty minutes a game like they have been this last week to see if you know if he can play can shoot the three, can rebound. So if he gets enough minutes, uh, you know, he plays that power forward uh, spot pretty much, but he's also a small forward in a sense. So I like the young guys in this game. I'm, I think you'll get a little run from Bacon and Harris in, in a couple of the vets, but for the most part, I think Orlando's just trying to do an evaluation period uh, for the young guys. So again, 2v2 here, 2v3. You know, I could have four or five guys from this game. I think it will be high scoring. I think that you'll have, uh, you know, teams really looking, you know, to get good, strong looks 
at some of their younger guys. Minnesota seems to be playing hard this last week. So even though they're out of it, I think my gut feeling is that they've come together and said, listen, we want to finish strong, win some games, and then take this momentum into next year. Because if you really look at this team, they're going to have a top three pick more than likely this year, or they'll be right up there. They have some additional picks. And then you have a D'Angelo Russell, who's under 25. You have Cat, who's still young. Edwards, who's been fantastic. A young Vanderbilt. You know, they've got a really, really good core uh, for the future. I mean, they're, they could jump back in next year, especially with a high pick and make the playoffs. So I think Minnesota this week is going to be high on my radar. I think they want to finish strong and, and play some of these guys together because they had been injured so much this year. So a uh, good game there and definitely one we'll focus on. All right, game three, the, the final seven o'clock game. So we have three early games going off at the same time, which is nice. You know, on a six-game slate, we know we'll have three of the uh, game's lineups, and that takes a little bit of sting out in case one of these coaches tries to uh, play a younger guy out of nowhere and, and get him some minutes. We'll have a little heads up there. Um, New Orleans is on the first night of a back-to-back. They are 30 and 37. Their probable lineup is Ball, Bledsoe, Marshall, James Johnson, and a questionable Stephen Adams. Hornets are 33 and 34. They're scrapping and fighting in that playoff uh, race. Ball, Rozier, McDaniels, Washington, and Biombo are the probables. We have Charlotte favored by four and a half, and it is a 220 over under. Uh, as far as pace, New Orleans, New Orleans is 10th. And Charlotte 21st. Defense is not great, 24th and 19th. So potential here for some, some blow-up games, uh, you know, slate breaker kind of games for some of these guys because of all the injuries. Uh, you've got Ingram doubtful. Uh Nikhil Alexander Walker could be back. He's probable. Adams questionable. We know Zion and Hart are still out. And then as far as uh, Charlotte goes, no Cardi Cody Martin, no Bridges, no Hayward, and a question, questionable uh, Graham. So they're, they're banged up too. So, you know, who do we go to here? Well, here's the fun part. We've got Lonzo versus LaMelo. So that will be the highlight of the uh, day in basketball is seeing the Ball brothers be able to go head-to-head uh, they very well could be guarding each other. So, you know, what what's the call here? Which way do you go? Um, I like both of these guys. I mean, I, I really could play both of them. And it sounds, you know, like a trap or cliche that, you know, the brothers, blah, blah, blah. But these guys are putting up numbers. They're getting the minutes. LaMelo's minutes have increased and increased. And again, his injury was a risk. It wasn't a lower extremity, so he can go. Uh, Lonzo had just one bad game this last week, but with Zion and Ingram down, he's picked up a lot of the slack. So um, let's just say this. I'm going to have some balls and take those guys as as players in my lineup. You know, pun intended there. But I have no problem putting both of them in there, and uh, I very well may. You know, their price isn't great. It does sting a little bit, but I can see Lonzo wanting to prove to his little brother that he's the older brother, and you always have that. You know, I still 
beat my brother in our um, matchups when we play anything, and uh, I refuse to lose to him. So I'm sure Lonzo's going to have the same feeling. However, the problem is I think LaMelo's better, and I think that uh, you know he could get the best of his brother here. He's certainly going to try. So it's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait uh, for this game and, uh, and that exposure. Um, as far as the other Pelicans go, there's some, there's some uh, value to be had. Bledsoe's picked up some of the slack. His usage numbers have gone up with all the other guys out. Najee Marshall did a fine job uh, for me uh, last time I played him. He was cheap, and you know he's, a, again, a guy that's going to get a lot of these minutes and be able to take advantage uh, of that usage. <clears throat> James Johnson didn't do that great. They rotated some guys in there. You know, Jackson Hayes had a better game. We still don't know if, if Steven Adams is going to play or not, which brings Hernan Gomez in to play as well. But I'm going to try to steer clear of that whole mess at the bigs with the Pelicans. I just don't feel there's a, a really big uh, upside. And I think the same thing with Charlotte. I think you may see these teams both go small and it be an up and down game where like P.J. Washington's playing center for Charlotte and like a Johnson or a Jackson Hayes, who's, who's pretty fast, playing center for the Pelicans. I don't see it as a slow down uh, game with Hernan Gomez you know, banging bodies with Biombo inside or whatever. So I'm steering clear of that. Um, on the Charlotte side here, though, the you've got uh, a couple of decisions also. Rogier's pretty expensive, so if I'm looking at Lamelo, not going to probably go the Rogier direction, uh, but he certainly could have a monster game. I mean, he's he's been toying with good games and due for you know one of those 55, 60 burgers. So Rogier. As much as you know, I, I'm I'm not putting him in there right now. It's still in the back of my mind uh, to utilize him. Definitely going to try him in the GPP build, but keeping an eye on him. <clears throat> McDaniel's has has been okay for the the uh, Hornets, especially since Miles Bridges has went down. Same thing with PJ Washington. They're both okay. You know, price could be better really on both value wise. So not really excited there. I think most of the action goes there with the Ball brothers, Rogier, Najee Marshall, uh, and maybe even a little Eric Bledsoe. All of those options are open. All right, we're halfway through the three-game slate. Uh, we have an 8 o'clock and two ten o'clock games to finish it up. Uh, and we will be, as we always do here uh, at Coach Talk, as we'll offer a main slate and an after-hours uh, slate for our, our members. And if you're not familiar with Coach Talk and you, and you want to give us a try, it's a great time to sign up. You, we have multiple memberships to choose from. Uh, you can dip your toe in the water, do the three-day pass for $10. And with, with Coach Talk, we don't sell sport by sport and all of that. Once you become a member, you're into the Coach Talk community. You get everything that we offer, including, you know, Full lineups in FanDuel, uh, both uh, hybrid lineup, which is for cash and single entries, and a GPP lineup for um, multi-entry uh, GPPs. We also uh, do the same with a hybrid for Yahoo. And then we put together uh, DraftKings Coaches Clipboard, which gives you uh, some players to choose from 
and we highlight a core of five guys that that uh, we're recommending as the strongest plays, and then building your lineup around them. So, um, and you're in our main chat. You get all of our basketball, football, baseball, golf. The four main sports that we focus on and perfect uh, is what you'll get with lineups, all of our content, podcasts. Uh, we also have a Saturday members-only meeting where we go over some really good, important DFS subjects like contest selection <clears throat> and bankroll management. This coming week, we're going to talk about uh, what we utilize to build those lineups. You know, what reference points do we make? What sites do we go to? What information are we pulling uh, to build those lineups? So uh, that's every Saturday at noon Eastern. So join us, dfscoachtalk.com. If, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. If you have any direct questions for me on Twitter, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. And again, you can reach uh, all of our team at DFS Coach Talk. So we'd love to have you join. Uh, we do have a really exciting announcement this coming week. Um, Andrew and I will be announcing <clears throat> the pretty much two-month NBA playoff package. It's right around two months from beginning to end. Um, and, you know, we're going to go through that. We have some giveaways possibly coming. So, you know, keep a close eye out and check us out uh, throughout the week on our podcast. We do seven-day-a-week podcasts in the NBA. We have a weekly PGA. And then when basketball ends, we're going to uh, – go into MLB podcasts. We're providing MLB lines, but we'll have the podcast to bumper those. And then, of course, we have full coverage podcast-wise of the NFL uh, when that rolls back around. So become a member. We've got an awesome convention next year in July at the NBA Summer League 2022 for all of our Coach Talk members. We're going to be announcing all the details. We talked about it a little bit this Saturday in our meeting. So you want to be a part of that. It's great fun. All right. One last thing I want to do real quickly here before we jump into uh, these final three games. I just, you know, since it's a little shorter slate and I'm got this one alone, I want to give a shout out to the members that have recently, or maybe not so recently, some of them have upgraded to year memberships our, our uh, package that goes until November 1, uh, there's uh, some lengthy packages that a lot of our members that have come in, tried us out, and then, uh, you know, really stay with us long term. I just want to give them a quick shout out because, you know, we, they're so important to us and we really, really appreciate, uh, you know, what they've done for Coach Talk to make us the fastest growing, uh, you know, DFS a provider in the industry. And it's all thanks to this particular group. We've got Lanny5623, JP Wild, of course, our, our man there, Jonathan49, uh, Jay Marax, he's a big contest winner of ours as well, Broncos fan 001, Clint Jr., Escobar, Slim Laden, uh, Big Bronco73, Jet. W121. We've got uh, D Hargestone who jumped back in with us. We have a lot of people that, you know, come and go and, and check us out and stretches, and we love that as well. 
Um, Deluxe, uh, happy Mother's Day, Deluxe. Roderick, who's a big NBA guy. Beat, uh, DMJ, DMJO, I always mess that one up. Um, Max Storm, stick with me here, I'm getting there. Show Beast, and then we've got Corey Jazz, Nathan970. Uh, C Chatch, we love C Chatch. AA Feather 2, uh, Leonidas, who's my Yahoo buddy. We've got uh, Champagne X Matt, who's been doing great. All the Wave Off, we love him. He's always in our Saturday meetings and speaks up and gets us all fired up. We've got, uh, let's see here, Kev Swee. We've got our member from France, Useful. We love having some french connection there uh b jordan who's been crushing it skyler who's one of our more outspoken involved members we love him and his fiance pearl uh 23 d's d101 and i know i'm missing some guys so please forgive me if i skip you uh trey or known as trey ball three we've got a few more fantasy savage three uh mufasa Benji, we're getting there. We're getting there. Almost done. Big Phil, Dirt Racer, Carlos, uh, down the stretch here, Christian, and we've got Ross MT, Slay Slay Dumal, who survived an earthquake the other day and has been hammering it uh, on uh, DFS. Dead Presidents, we love you. Uh, B-Cat is definitely one of our hot guys. It's kicking butt in dfs we also have ajh first and that's it so i really appreciate all you guys let me go through that because those people make coach talk what it is so all right right into the second half we're gonna go right into these games nothing but three games here the rest of the way the eight o'clock game solo by itself chicago bulls 28 and 39 against the detroit pistons 20 and 48 Probable lineup for Chicago's White, Levine, Williams, Tyson, Vuk. For Detroit, it's Joseph. Corey Joseph really stung us yesterday. Uh, Frank Jackson, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumley. <clears throat> this game has Chicago by nine, and it's only a 219 over under. You've got fairly slow team, Chicago 14, Detroit 22, and defense average for teams that aren't good, 18 and 16. We know that Brown's out for Chicago. Detroit has Diallo, Josh Jackson, Magruder, and Smith all out. So the question is, where do you go here? And you got to tread lightly because you can definitely get stung. Like I say, Corey Joseph did not get it done. They're split in time. Frank Jackson, Killian Hayes, lots of rotation. Don't want to get stung two nights in a row, so I'm not going there. Sadiq Bey's been solid. He's a scorer for them. But, you know, definitely a drop in usage and scoring when Jeremy Grant plays. Uh, We need to see if Grant is going to play. Let's see. His updated status right now is uh, questionable. And Corey Joseph is also now listed as questionable. So we need to watch those. If those two guys sit, then all of a sudden Frank Jackson, Killian Hayes, we need to discuss those guys. We may have to roll the dice on another Detroit guard today if that's the case. And if Grant sits, like I say, it does increase uh, Sadiq Bey's uh, uh, usage and uh, total DFS points. 
And then Mason Plumley, who's probably going to split the game with Isaiah Stewart and really not a need to go there. Uh, on the Chicago side, again, they'd have to win out and have a lot of things happen in front of them. Maybe this is the last game they really try if, you know, to, to win to make some kind of a difference there. Um, you know, Levine still capped a little bit. He's just come back recently, uh, and he's still expensive. Kobe's been playing decent, but with Levine back, too risky. Patrick Williams, very cheap if you need a, a final value uh, piece. Tice at times has decent games, um, but hard to really trust. You know, Vuk's probably the play, but he's super expensive. If, you know, if that's the spot you're going to go for your payup on center, uh, you know, he, he might be the guy. But I will tell you, he was dinged up a little bit and questionable a couple days ago. So, you know, I know they want are going to try to win this to make some kind of final push this week, but I'm I'm not feeling it. I really not. So this game is, you know, we need some of this final news to break to see if there's a value play here, but it's going to be more of a one-off situation for me. All right, the after-hours slate, two games. Last night it was four games. That was fun, man, and I was in my in my happy zone to have four after hours games to choose from. We did really well. Um, we are going for the sweep, <clears throat> the basketball sweep this weekend. I better take a drink. <clears throat> so uh, we're hoping to do that here in this after hour slate. All of a sudden my voice is going. Phoenix 48-19 at the Lakers 37-30. and Lakers are a hot mess, as we know. but And so that Phoenix is a six-point road favorite. Only 214 on the over-under. You know, the Lakers have maintained that first in the league defense. Phil, uh, Phoenix is seventh. And the pace is not good. Phoenix is slow. Half-court team, 27th. Lakers are down to 15th. So definitely a difficult game to want to to really stack. Uh, Johnson and Nader are out for Phoenix. That's Cam Johnson. And then for the Lakers, here we go. I don't even, I'm not even reading their probables because they always have like six guys probable. But Caruso's questionable. THT's questionable. Kuzma's doubtful to out. I'm pretty sure he won't play. Pope and AD, I'll, I'll mention those two because it's important. They're on that group that's probable. Of course, LeBron, Schroeder, and Dudley remain out. So, where do you go to for hope in this game? I guess, you know, is it Anthony Davis? Big expensive tag. Drummond, who's splitting minutes. You know, not a fun game. Now, you know, as this, you know, these different uh, pieces of news come out, you know, if Caruso plays, maybe he's a guy to play at point. Very cheap. Um, you know, you have some of the wings that if they're ruled in, you know, a Pope or a THT could have a decent game with some additional run. Um, you know, I don't want to spend up for Davis and Drummond. I mean, Davis had a terrific game the last game. He was questionable. Nobody used him. He was the second highest score on the entire slate. So AD, you know, as dinged up as he is all the time, um, you know, is, is a possibility here. Uh, if you have that extra salary, there's not a ton of pay-up lock guys. So if you want that big, you know, big bomb at the end of the night, expect AD to, to be a good bomb, not a bad bomb, <clears throat> then that's a direction you could go. Um, on the Phoenix side, 
you know, Chris Paul has been very, very consistent. You know, he gets up, you know, when he plays the Lakers. Uh, definitely a possibility, especially if Caruso's out because they lose his defensive presence as well. So want to keep an eye on that. Devin Booker, you know, expensive, but certainly a possibility to for a big game. The Lakers can keep this close, which, you know, it's only a six-point spread. Booker's a nice candidate uh, as well. Mikhail Bridges, a little more expensive now, but he does have those games where he'll throw in a little bit of everything and fill the, the stat sheet. So he is, he is a possibility. <clears throat> Not real high on Crowder, a lot of rotation there. He came back recently from an injury. You've got Sarich and different guys splitting minutes there uh, with eight. And so I don't like the bigs for Phoenix uh, at all. So, you know, maybe a buy up to Davis. Uh, or Paul or, or Booker, uh, you know, a strong piece from this game, especially for the after-hour slate, but maybe even sneaking one of these guys in the main slate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Last game, 10 o'clock, Oklahoma City, Sacramento. Oklahoma City's 21-47. and 47. They had 20 wins like two months ago, so it's been rough roads for the Thunder. Sacramento's 29-38. and 38. Uh, We'll start OKC, Maladon, Dort, Baisley, Roby, Brown. Uh, Moses Brown did nothing the second half last night either. He was just running around out there for a few minutes, uh, just scratching his head. Sacramento, uh, we know that there's big news here. Fox and Barnes are listed as questionable. So that has everything to do with this game and then some. Fox has been out. Don't know if he'll be on... Uh, a minute's limit. I guess they're trying to still get that last spot or finish strong, but it's not looking good for Sacramento. I'd be surprised, really, if those guys play. But let's keep an eye on it because it changes everything. You know, if Fox and Barnes sit again, it brings the three guys right into play that you have to consider, and that's Heald, Bagley, and Holmes. All three of them have been playing well uh, since they've been shorthanded. And, you know, I think you have to consider those those guys under that circumstance. If the other guys play, then, you know, it's a different situation and, and I'm not going to play those guys. Um, uh, Dort is questionable for OKC. Poku and Muscala are out. And we know Hal Burton's out for Sacramento. So, uh, you know, uh, Davis also for Sacramento is taking on a good role since uh, Fox and Hal Burton are out. He is playable. Uh, Kyle Guy, I'm not going to go there, but he got some decent minutes last road. I think it's the main three guys, uh, like I mentioned, Heald, Bagley, Holmes, if Fox and Barnes sit again. On the OKC side, they're playing 12, 14 guys. I mean, it's very frustrating to watch. Massive rotation of guys in all positions. Um, you know, not crazy about watch it. I mean, I watched a lot of that game because I was trying to squeeze blood from a stone to try to get Moses Brown to have a big game. And he started off great in the first three minutes, but then that enormous rotation of guys for the Thunder, you know, coming in and out. Now, if Dort sits, that does open up some usage. You know, maybe Maladon can be looked at. Darius Baisley, I think, is their best player personally. You know, but again, the, the minutes are a concern. They don't really want to win for sure. And they want to get look at all these different guys, the Ty Jerome's and the, 
and the uh, decks and all these guys. So not real high uh, on that OKC side. Um, Sacramento is a double-digit favorite here. There is the potential uh, for the blowout side uh, also on Sacramento. So tread lightly in that one. All right, that that is it. Um, that's the six-game main slate. Hopefully, with the discussion we had there about the playoffs, it'll give you an idea of what to expect this week. We'll be here every step of the way. Um, we never stop covering the NBA here at Coach Talk. We're going to be there for every single playoff game all the way through to the end. And then we'll jump in to cover the Olympics and uh, we'll cover all of those games. That's a, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we did that the last Olympics and it's, it's great fun to get to know these international teams and then, uh, you know, follow shortly after that. It won't be that long before the start of the NBA season preseason uh, starts again, because they're going to get back to the regular 82 games and pretty much the regular schedule from everything that I've seen. So um, we'll be following throughout. We hope you, you stay with us. We've got a good PGA sweat today and phenomenal amount of baseball games this afternoon. Uh, and we've got our pros building lineups as we speak. So have a great mother's day. Uh, enjoy yourself. Let's crush it and finish up a complete weekend that we're calling a sweep here at DFS Coach Talk. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow uh, with my playing partner there, Mr. Andrew Hansen, uh, and we'll be diving into a Monday NBA slate and then get getting ready for PGA this week too, the Byron Nelson down here in my neck of the woods in Dallas. So have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.